Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm one of your hosts, David, and I have... The amazing Kyle with me. Say hello, Kyle. Hey, everybody. Hello, David. And we have the awesome and just all-around good person. His name is Michael. Say hello, Michael. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Hey. What was that? That was a hey. Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) You're so fucking crazy. I can't deal with you. So, um, first off, let's just um, see how everybody's weekend was. How was your weekend going, Kyle? Fine. Um, Friday was my review at work, so that went really well. And then I just kind of came back home and met some friends out for a couple of drinks and some dinner and then just kind of like went to bed. And then yesterday just kind of hung around, got my hair cut, watched some TV. So it's been a relaxing, nice weekend all all around. So I like, I've, I've enjoyed myself. Hmm. And Michael? Yeah, it was uh, so far so good, really good. Um, Friday uh, Friday evening, the college I work for, they had um, their version of American Idol. Uh, it's the third year they've done it, and I've been a judge each year, so they asked me back to do that. And that was a good time. I felt a little famous on the, on the stage. I got some applause. I tried to be funny. Um, and then uh, Saturday, <laughs> I mean, they laughed. I don't know if it was with me or at me, but that's fine. <laughs> and uh, Saturday I drove um, uh, about five and a half hours uh, from Pennsylvania uh, to Indiana, where I'm at now. Uh, met a friend that uh, I used to work with, uh, and then we drove out to Indianapolis to see one of my favorite comics. Um, I got to meet him afterwards, and it was fantastic. And uh, so I'm, I'm taking Monday off work, so I'm still in Indiana now um, and have been lounging all day, um, and I'm going to head back uh, tomorrow after dinner, I think. So, nice. nice. Yeah. How about you? Um. Well, of course, I you know worked my overtime on Saturday, and I decided to go see. Oh God, what movie did I see on Saturday? Cinderella. Oh, excuse me. No, that was today. Um, oh. Shoot. Oh. Oh my God, that's so bad. I saw Insurgent. Um. Not about the movie, doesn't it? It was um, it was okay. I liked Divergent better. Um, I kind of felt like Shailene Woodley was like, kind of walking through her role. Um, maybe that was part of how Tris is supposed to be, but everybody else was really commanding and they were like trying, and she was kind of like, eh, I'm Tris. I'm gonna cut my hair. And scene. So it was like, I don't know, Cinderella, as Kyle mentioned, I saw today, was so amazing, and I'm going to tell you why. I never realized that that show or that movie is about bullying. Here you have this girl, and they explained the entire backstory of Cinderella. Now, here's the funny part. It was directed by Kenneth Brana and written by Chris White, who wrote about a boy. So two men are at the helm of this movie. 
Um, it explained how Cinderella's mother and father were great people. They raised her right. Her mother said, have courage and be kind. And even when people are being rude to you, never, ever, ever be rude back. It's not worth it. And, and as I'm listening to this, I'm thinking about all these kids that are being bullied in high school and college and and the adults that are they're just in the LGBT community that, that are being bullied as well. And her mother said, just be kind, don't worry. And that is why this Cinderella stayed in that house, even after her parents died, because the house held special memories for her. And she kept saying, you know, I'm just going to be good. I'm just going to be kind, like my mother said. And the moral of the story is, she kept at it, and she kept her wits about her. And even when she was in the most dire circumstances, because it's almost like they they took the actual cartoon and updated it, because there's a scene where she has the, the dress from her mother that she made, and Kate Blanchett, oh, my God, <laughs> she is such a bitch in this movie. And... I can't even describe how amazing this movie was. And at the end, I was like, I'm not going to lie to you, I was bawling. Because it just, it was such a good story, and it explained everything. And uh, if you have a chance to go to the theater and watch it, please do so. The, Of course, the, the costumes are beautiful. The cinematography is amazing. I think they did an incredible job. So that's going to be one of my favorite movies of the year because I just I, I, get, I just didn't expect to react the way it, I did so and then I come home and I start watching Snapped so yeah go figure um, whatever so um, let's get started <sighs> I hate starting with this but I think it has to be said this week was a busy week um for just stuff happening. Um, Dolce & Gabbana, they put out a statement out of nowhere, actually, saying that they don't believe in gay marriages and that IVF kids, which is in, in vitro fertilization kids, so anyone who can't naturally have a child, um, they are chemical offspring and synthetic children. And... Mm. They don't support that either. Um, if you're gay and in a gay relationship, you can't have children, so why create them? This is them saying this as two gay men. Um, everyone's obviously shocked by this. No one more so than Elton John, who normally I do not like, but he went off. And he not only berated them and said that he's never wearing Dolce & Gabbana, but then he started hashtag boycott Dolce & Gabbana. And I know it's a rumor that's been long held. Um, he's part of the gay mafia. Everybody in Hollywood has started to go on this bandwagon. No one has defended them whatsoever. Um, Michael, what are your thoughts on this whole debacle they put themselves in. 
it it caught me off guard, honestly. I didn't. I, yes. I just one day just stuff was like all through the feed and Twitter, you know. And then, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to assume, but I had a hunch. I thought, like, I thought, I thought they were gay, and so I had to do a little research. And, yes. and so that caught me off guard even more. I'm like, well, I don't even know what this means, and um, and I don't know, I don't know. And then I, it's just it's it's, it's crazy to me. And one of the, um, I don't know if it was a necessarily rebuttal but i guess like clarifying comments um one of them had said um and i'm gonna misquote it so i won't really even try but they had said you know like you 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 know you need to respect our opinion you know that's not being very open if you don't you know see a different point of view and all i could think of a different point of view that's like should we fix the bridge or should we build a brand new one from scratch that's something you can differ over (laughs) i mean like if someone says like these children are not real i mean you can't really that's not a point of view. You're just wrong. That's so, not being um, quoted. No. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just I, I I'm I'm not surprised at the boycott and stuff like that. And I mean, and and we're not no we're not rich. Like we're regular people. We have uh, X amount of money. So I mean, it it goes to show. You know, you're going to put your your money in, in in someone you believe in or agree with. So I don't mind the boycott. You know, that's just kind well, of where I'm at. Well, when I can afford them, I'm going to boycott. Yeah. Them, so. <laughs> yeah. As if to say, oh, I just stopped buying them. Yes. You make a good point. They were a couple from 1988 until 2005. Then they broke up, but they still continued their business together because they already started that brand. Oh, wow. Kyle, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm kind of like in the same camp. My thing is that who are you to judge what other people are doing with their lives, whether or not they want to have kids or not? And this whole in vitro, granted, I mean, I would, I mean, they're real children. I mean, it's made, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, we're not cloning things. Um, mm-hmm. was, I, I mean, I just, I just think it was kind of asinine for them to say something about something that just because you don't believe in it or don't want or don't support it doesn't mean you need to come out and say something that negative against it because there's a lot of people, you know, people that want children that can't have children that, that, have to go through different routes to get them, which is fine. I mean, granted, there's an old school thinking that, well, you know, if you can't have kids, maybe there's a reason you shouldn't, you know? But mm-hmm. honestly, it's like, you know, as my aunt used to say, they're God's little gifts. So that's great. But I, a boycott, I understand. I mean, it's like here you are in the gay, you're power, you know, this powerful couple, um, fashion designers in the gay community, and you're coming out of it. It's not only just like, that's a bad precedent, but it's like it—it it just kind of like it, it just doesn't make any sense. It just can't like I'm—I'm I'm like oh my god, that a left field. Like why all of a sudden do you need to say mm-hmm. this about anything? What business mm-hmm. is it of yours? I mean, granted, with that being said, do we need to go to the outer limits because just because of their stupidity and ignorance? I mean, I mean, it's kind of like twofold. It's like you can kind of see the point of view where it's like, yeah, they're just being ignorant and saying something what they think, kind of like the whole Duck Dynasty thing. Yeah, mm. we need to go to this extreme. But look at what happened to Duck Dynasty. Same thing. You know, you say something asinine, and you're going to get penalized for it. Because it's like, yes, there is free speech, but you have to realize I have free speech to come back at you. Mm. So, Here's I don't know. It, about it's, Duck Dynasty. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. No, I'm going Yeah, go. Oh, no, no, no. Finish your thought. I'm, I'm okay. No, that's basically it. I mean, it's just like, it just kind of seems like, Yes, it's being blown out of proportion, but the honest to God's truth is that it's being blown out of proportion because it was such a ridiculous thing to say. Mm-hmm. Agree. I like well, that. Yeah. The, the thing about Duck Dynasty is these are, you don't ask backwoods straight men 
who have long beards and are basically rednecks. What do you think about gays? You know what they're going to say. Do you expect them to say stuff like that? I was not surprised that they said stuff what they did. I was not surprised. I am surprised that two major gay icons in the fashion industry who made it okay for other gay icons to come out in the fashion industry, who helped create supermodels in the 90s, who are huge influences in fashion, who are friends with celebrities. And we all know celebrities have the money to do IVF. Regular people really don't. Would attack not the celebrities or not their methods of having children, but attack the actual children and say, these kids aren't real. That is what surprised the hell out of me. I don't understand why they did it. I think for their brand, they should have just shut up and not said anything or said, I have no comment on that. But to publicly go out there and say this, and then after all that's happened these past couple years with Barilla Pasta saying that they don't want gay, the CEO saying he doesn't want gay people eating his pasta. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that's happened since then, for them to say that was so irresponsible and stupid. Um, I'm going to save up enough millions just so that I can walk in Dota and say, I don't want your clothing. That's, when I'm, that's my new goal. So... I'm sure it's going to take a while and Dolce Cabana will be over this by then, but I'm still going to hold true to it. Um, (laughs) Even more shocking, and you guys probably don't even know this, there was a um, radio station in Hartford, Connecticut. It's called Hot 93.7. It's mostly hip-hop. Empire is really big now, obviously. And they had this song in one of the um, shows. It's one of the character Lucius Lyons. Do you both watch it, by the way? I, I don't. I do not. I want to. Okay. I do. So Terrence Howard's character, he was a rapper slash singer turned record exec, and he had this huge hit called "You're So Beautiful." And in the line, the line in the um, the song is, "When a man loves a woman." Well, in the episode that I'm referring to, his son Jamal, who he kind of, he's, he hates Jamal. He took Jamal, picked him up as a kid, and put him in the trash can, put the lid on it when Jamal came down wearing um, heels and a scarf when he was younger. So in the, um, the episode I'm referring to, Jamal on national TV says, when a man loves a man, and Everyone was blown away that Lucius Lyon's son came out and blah, blah, blah. So their music is almost like Glee. They have their own soundtrack. There's some original songs. So it's everywhere. Their soundtrack is everywhere. The Hartford radio station played the song, and they cut out the line, the chorus that says, when a man loves a man, that um, Jesse Mullet um, performed. How I found out was my cousin, who is very pro-gay, was like, I think Hot 93.7 edited the song. 
and she went off on Facebook. And I'm like, no, I think there's just different versions. We'll come to find out the next day. They addressed the issue and said they were told to cut out that chorus. Um, I was shocked, but then again, I wasn't. The black community is very homophobic, but I was just shocked that they did it. And um, Yeah, so I guess my question to both of you is, how do we feel about this kind of censorship and what what is it saying out in the community and just basically out in the world right now? Kyle, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I had no clue that this even happened, but it's like I, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean, it is sad. Like in 2015, that this stuff is going on, but you know, you'll you'll allow um, swear words to go on the radio so everybody can hear, but mm-hmm. about a man loving a man is different. So it's just kind mm-hmm. of. I'm just surprised that now all of a sudden it's like it's the gay thing is like the biggest thing on people's minds and that like it's like trying to shelter other people from when it's so obviously existent in the world and it's not going away. So the thing about the radio station, granted, you have the right to play whatever the hell you want, but don't be surprised if you lose listeners because of it. So if you're willing mm-hmm. to take that chance, then more power to you. Play whatever the hell you want, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's, I, well, yeah. whether it's right or not, no, <laughs> I don't. But that's not for me to say. But it's just kind of like I get it when songs were censored because of language, and now something like this, when there's nothing really wrong with it, it's just kind of odd that this is gonna something that's gonna be cut out because apparently what they're thinking, they're thinking more about dollars. They're thinking about who they're gonna lose as advertisers and possible listeners. When in actuality, it could be you could do both. I mean, because there's now there's a lot of advertisers. Yes back in the 80s when they would, like, boycott um, television shows because of the content. But nowadays it's more like, well, that's how I'm getting my product out to all the different types of listeners is by supporting stuff like this. So, I don't know, it's kind of twofold. It's, it's, it's hard to tell because the times have changed so much, even though they haven't really, but still business is business. So if they're making a business-minded decision, if it was a business-minded decision as opposed to, Somebody who's up in arms and they've got their, they're going to put religion as the background, then that's just kind of full of shit. I think. I think people need to stop saying I believe this because of religion. You know what? Religion. Granted, I want you to believe whatever you want to, but it's not the end all be all. Because I mean, we're all in this world right now, and I'm sorry. Business is business. You gotta. If you're not in business to make money or to to propel your business forward, and you're going to say, well, Jesus doesn't want me to do this, then maybe you're in the wrong business. Mm-hmm. And here's the more confusing part, two things. Um, my cousin was telling me privately, this woman commented on her, um, on my cousin's page saying, you know, she doesn't want her son to hear that kind of thing. And she's like, you know what her son's favorite song is? I'm in love with the Coco. And it's a, um, a, a hip-hop song, and Coco is cocaine. And she yes. lets her son sing this. And also on the radio... Chris Brown has a song, Ayo, and in the song he says, um, she wants me, she told me to get inside of her, and and she wants to feel me. He says those words, and they play Mm -hmm. that on the radio. That's more disgusting than anything coming close to when a man loves a man. So, yeah. Oh, and another point that I wanted to make, this same, this radio station every Tuesday has a, a correspondent named Ricky Trendy. Ricky Trendy is 
more gay than the wedding in Sex and the City 2. And he says, <laughs> no, I'm Wait, serious. Wait, is he related to Bobby Sandy? Oh, right? I wonder if he is. That's so funny. I just thought of that. Um, he, he says, like, oh, girl, please, with the sandals, put your pinky toes in, because that's ratchet. Like, he is so uber gay. So I wonder what his thoughts are, you know? Um, Michael, what are your thoughts on this whole debacle? Yeah, it reminds me of um, when the, the Dixie Chicks, when, when, when that whole Bush scandal happened, oh, you know, like yeah. over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and they had a documentary called Shut Up and Sing, which is excellent, and I recommend watching it. And they it, and part of the documentary was interviewing um, DJs in Nashville. And the, the DJs, I mean, they didn't come out and say they agreed with the Dixie Chicks, but they... They it was not up to them, you know, like because they were told, you know, it doesn't matter what you think or if you even agree or even if you like them and think they're great artists, like they were told you will not play this. So it goes back to the point before about it all being about money, you know, and if it's I hate that because you can look at so many different examples like what's on TV. We have so many populations that are underrepresented or misrepresented and, and that should be fixed. But if people don't watch that or if the people in charge who, who you know, don't want to take the chance and lose money, it, it all comes back to the dollar, which is unfortunate. So yeah. it's not surprising, but at the same time, it is it is 2015, and and you look at just like mm-hmm. it just goes to show about our values as America. Um, when um, they were talking on the View last month or so about when Fifty Shades of Grey came out and how like in in Europe it didn't seem as big a deal, you know, because you know sex was looked at differently, and and they're just as equally appalled as how we show violence on TV and think nothing about it, and it just goes mm-hmm. back, to, you know, like the song examples you gave, like we're not really looking at things all together. We're just segmenting things and saying this is wrong and this is okay. And I think this is just another example of that. Well, not only that, but I don't know. I, I have this book called 501 Must-See Movies, and I was flipping through it for some weird reason. Nine and a half weeks was what Fifty Shades of Grey is today. And mm-hmm. no one said boo yeah. about that movie. No one yeah. even, like, it never even made, like, it, it actually got more fans, and it got, you know, sequels. So I'm confused. Are we getting more prude, or... I, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we take two steps forward and 17 steps back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, speaking of Empire, it's been a juggernaut. I mean, like I said, every episode gets more and more viewers, and the last two episodes, which were um, the season finale this Wednesday. I think it was 15 and 16, which is just, it's crazy. It's just so crazy. It's beating now. It's eclipsed the Walking Dead and Radio. Um, with that being said, Terrence Howard is opening his mouth again. Uh-huh. He thinks that they should use the N-word on the show. <laughs> He feels it would be more realistic. Can someone please tell this man to sit down? <laughs> he is so yes. goddamn stupid. Taraji finally said to him, Terrence, you will piss a lot of people off. We don't need to be that real. Now, if anybody saw the season finale, that was real. That show, it, it, oh my, I can't even... If I even tried to recap what was in it, it would take me four hours. It was so much stuff. But um, 
I think that we are using that word way too much. I think it needs to stop being used completely, every variation of it, even the N-I-G-G-A. Um, Michael, what are your thoughts on Mr. Terrence Howard? Oh, God. I mean, I, I have a lot of thoughts on him in general, um, but I, I, there's, there's, this, there's, this, oh, there's always this fine line. I get in art, mm-hmm. you want to portray things as real as possible, and whether it's right or wrong, you know, if people do or say or act a certain way, um, then if you're trying, if art reflects life, like, then your art should reflect that. However, at the same time, not everybody who is a viewer or a consumer of art is smart enough to know the difference, or mm-hmm. you know, or they're not aware of, of of the surroundings. So, unfortunately, it would give a lot of people who are ill-informed and uneducated, they would feel they had the license now to use it because that's what they saw on TV. And at the same time, you know, people should be smart enough to know that, that TV and real life is different. But at the same time, if in the overall mm-hmm. conversation, if, if what you feel is adding to realness is 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 kind of doing the opposite in a sense, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. It, it, it's just hard. Um, yeah, I, like we can think that something should not be there or, or we shouldn't say this or shouldn't do that. Um, I don't know. I just feel too often the the wrong people will get the wrong idea, and then now we've created a whole other problem. Yeah, and not only that, but when um, when um, Django came out, mm-hmm. uh, Django Unchained, um, I'm watching it and I'm hearing the N word. Yes, I understand it was that time frame, but it was uncomfortable hearing Leonardo DiCaprio use the N word. It was very mm-hmm. uncomfortable because. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I know he's not a racist. So I imagine it was uncomfortable for him. And I don't know. Kyle, what are your thoughts? Well, I've got, I mean, I I kind of, I I definitely agree with what uh, Michael was saying, how, you know, art for art's sake is one thing, but when you introduce something in there that you could kind of be misconstrued and kind of still piss people off, you kind of run that mm-hmm. fine line. I mean, and my my thinking is that does does adding that actually add any value? I mean, to the show. I mean, do no. you think that you're not being real enough? I mean, or mm-hmm. I mean, are you getting complaints that it's not real enough? Because I don't think if you add that word, that it's going to change anything or make anything matter. However, on the flip side, how is that not okay? But it's okay. For Cookie to say, I told you one day a faggot was going to run this place. So faggot is okay. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I'm sorry. I mean, oh, that's 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 I my n word. I mean, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, yes. granted. I mean, I'm not comparing the two. So, listener, I'm not saying you know they all have their equal weight in in um, negativity. But I'm just saying, me personally, that's my n word. Mm-hmm. I can do with all the others, that. but that one word is it for me. I mean, some of my friends like it, and they'll just say, like, the other day was talking about some critic who was like, oh, he writes the faggiest reviews. And sometimes it's funny, but in that instance, it's like, why is that any different? Did she really need to say that? Why couldn't she just say queer or something? That would have, I think that would have made me feel a little bit less tense than using the faggot word. Mm-hmm. I think she did it because that's how Lucius looks at him, and I, I get why she said it. Because if that was a private moment between two people off camera, off the art, off TV, she would have said it. But for her to say it, I wish she said, oh, and look at your gay son. Because that, it's not politically correct. It's just the right thing to say. She, 
they make it too real sometimes, and I, I don't appreciate that. And it really pissed me off when she said it. I agree. I agree with you. I, some of my friends say that, that the F word. Um, I say stop saying it. It's almost like the N word, just like you said. I just think we should just stop saying it. Well, and the thing is um, that we know her character is not that way. She said it more to kind of in, she said it more in defense of like you said this would never happen and this is going to run your company. She said it because that's something he would have said and not necessarily what she right. believes. But still, right. it just kind of like eh, you know, I, I for a brief she was moment, like, eh. to get his goat because no, that's totally. how he views him. That's how he so would have said it. Like, yeah. Right, right. She was. Oh yeah, I get why she said it, but I wish she didn't. And I, I thought I was the only one that thought that. Um, speaking of honesty, um, two of our favorite stars were very honest the past week. Um, call him a weirdo if you want to. I kind of understand him. So James Franco interviewed himself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He interviewed himself as straight James and gay James. And what transpired was he said, I'm queer in my art and I'm straight in my real life. And I think what he meant to say, (laughs) meant to articulate, was that I have no problem playing any character, be it gay or straight. I am not gay in real life. I mean, I don't mind kissing a dude, but when it comes to sex, I probably wouldn't do that. I think that's what he meant to say, but it came out, like, <laughs> so different. <laughs> that's the part. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, to say that. I think the more important person that's way more important, um, Madonna sat down with Howard Stern maybe a week or two ago, and she had an interview with him that, kind of had my jaw on the ground. Um, She opened up to him about things that I didn't even know as a Madonna fan from borderline to current. Um, She was raped. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, She talked about how she moved to the Midwest with like $35 in her pocket. Her dad cut her off. And she got there and got herself locked out of her apartment. So she looked to her neighbor and said, oh, you know, I don't know what to do. And he said, come use my phone. And she said, okay. She went in there and he raped her. Um, She didn't want to tell anybody about it because she didn't want to be raped again. But, yeah, that was pretty crazy. I feel like we talked about that, though. Did we talk about this last week? We, we no. do not, know. No, okay, I was talking to my friend about it, sorry. So, um, the police said, oh, you can press charges, you can um, you can file a complaint, you can do all this stuff, we can grab your rape kit. And she was like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I can't be raped. I can't see him again. I can't, you know, I don't know if the neighbor moved or if she moved. I don't know. She didn't say what happened there, but... Um, It was shocking to hear that because I always think of Madonna as this strong woman who, even though she's 5'2", she'd probably kick someone's ass if they attacked her. So 
I was shocked by that. And also, um, she said, even though she's in, she's at the age that she's at, she can't stop performing. She literally cannot stop making music because when she does for a month at a time, she gets reckless. She gets anxious. She has. It's like. Wait a minute now. What is what is going on? Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Well. (laughs) I cannot. I cannot deal with you. I really cannot. That was the booty call soundtrack. Like literally. That's my favorite part of the booty call. (laughs) He's getting booty call right after the show. I had Um, to lighten the rape mood. (laughs) Yeah. So. What are you guys' thoughts on as David? Did you guys listen to Madonna? As David is continuing what? to maintain Madonna's relevance in the gay community. Oh, oh. no, she didn't. Oh. oh, she didn't. I will cut a bitch through a phone. Hell no. That's my girl. I've been yes. there for her. I will cut you, hooker. Really? You were there for her? Were you in the delivery room when little Lord Ass was born? No. Did you just say, oh, no, you didn't. I think you did. I totally did. You are a bitch of mega proportions. Michael, what are your thoughts on Madonna's interview? I'm going to skip that. I love love Madonna. I love her so much. Um, When I was in seventh grade, um, this should have been a sign, uh, but I started a Madonna scrapbook, and I would cut out pictures and articles oh, and things from whatever oh, magazine, I and I would put that. them. And it was one of those scrapbooks where you know it had like the plastic sheet, and you had to pull it up, you know, and, the, and they had like yes. lines. Every other one was sticky. Yeah, and I put that yes. there, and I would close it, and I would keep it close to my heart and on my nightstand, and people should have known. But um, so I've been a big fan. I still am a big fan, and I kind of, I did, I did, I haven't listened to the interview yet, so I'm behind. I do have to catch up with that, um, but. Um, I don't know. I love her so much. I will defend her. I do. And I hate that. It's funny. Ten years ago, when, you know, people were, you know, Christina Aguilera versus Britney Spears, you know, like, oh, you like her? Well, I like mm-hmm. her. And they were going back and forth. Even though I didn't mm-hmm. agree because I liked them both, at least they were both at the same stage of their career. What I don't understand is, is why we're pitting Madonna against Lady Gaga or anyone current. Um, they're allowed to be different. They're, you don't have to like them both. Like, why are you putting someone's right. third album against someone's 13th? So I just don't understand that. Let's just right. someone be. And the about the performing and the making music, you know, that, that says something about them, too, that it's not just about making it for the sake of making it. Like, Mariah Carey, I, I feel I should give her some, some advice on her career, but she makes the music she wants mm. to make. And if no one bought her album other than myself, you know, at least she made the song she wanted to. So oh, um, no I enjoyed that. Yeah, um, yeah. I just have. I, I, it's hard for me to kind of uh, not be on Madonna's side. So I don't know if that makes me biased, but I would. I'd, I'd like the new album. I'd, I'd like to listen to that interview. Um, and as far as what you said about her, her opening up about her race, um, I just. It, I also think that kind of speaks to the times as well, and how um, even to this day, like as far as like rape education goes, like how to prevent rape. The general message is women don't get raped. You know, no one says mm-hmm. men don't rape. You know, and that's. And right. the shit right. we've seen on the on the college scene within the past uh, since 2011, actually, when a, a um, there, it's called the Dear Colleague Letter, when it kind of uh, got put out to universities saying, "Hey, 
you need to treat this right uh, and stop carving stuff up and stop sweeping things under the rug. Um, up until 2011, the idea was if someone did report a sexual assault, um, the, I don't want to say the care and concern because that, that sounds that's not the, the wording I want to use, but um, whoever reported it, um, you know, it was about what they wanted. Do you want to press charges? Do you want to, you know, and at the time we thought that was the right thing because you've just been through this situation. Since 2011 and on, now it has kind of turned into everything has to be reported and dealt with. So even though someone comes forward and says, this happened, but I don't want anything to happen, we know about it. And so now Mm -hmm. you might not want anything to happen, but you're one person. We have 1,500 students. That's, you know, 1,499 we still have to protect. So now the idea is about protecting the community. So um, if she's talking about, you know, when she first moved to New York, that's the late 70s, early 80s. That was a totally different time. So I get kind of why she went the way she did. yeah, and then, of course, there'll be the people that will say, like, oh, she only brought that up to be relevant, or she only brought that up because, you know, she needs her attention. And I will just say whatever to that. I love her, and I want to know more about her life, so I'll take it. Well, to to um, bring up a good point, first of all, Howard Stern brought it up. She was like, oh, mm, well, you know okay. what, it's already out there, so I, I don't care. So she okay. actually expanded on it. But also, okay. too, you make a very good point, Michael. There are so many classes out there. What to do if you get raped? What to do when you mm-hmm. get attacked? How about mm-hmm. classes to control yourself and not rape women? Yeah, no, for real. Like, what are we? What are we teaching our men there. and our boys? Yeah, right. We're teaching yeah. the opposite. What to do? Because we're telling them you're going to get attacked, but here's what you can do when you get attacked. How about we prevent the attacking from happening? You are absolutely yeah. right. I didn't even think of that. And that yeah. bitch Kyle probably wouldn't either. So moving on. Um, <laughs> the entertainment world got two very huge characters. Um, first, the character of Aaron from The Walking Dead. He's gay, openly gay. He even kissed his boyfriend. This is The Walking Dead, mind you. A, a, a show about zombies. And you see this guy come in. He comes out of nowhere and you just like, who is this guy? And he takes them back and he has an injured guy with him and it turns out that's his boyfriend and they kiss. And you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can deal with zombies and everything, but this is shocking. It's shocking <laughs> to see two men kiss on such a different show. Like, I just didn't expect it in a good way. And everybody's well-received Aaron and the fans love Aaron, and he's part of the comic. Um, another, on the other side of the spectrum, <laughs> spectrum, that's funny, on the bold and the beautiful, oh, yeah, um, Maya is visited by her sister, Nicole, and Nicole says to her, you're my brother, Myron. Mm. That's how she came out. Okay, I was offended by this. Here's why. If you are a trans woman and you've had all the surgeries done, no one refers to you as a boy. If you haven't had the lower half surgery done, then I can see somebody saying, you know what, you're my brother. Make up your mind, bold and beautiful. That was awful for them to do. I felt like Aaron's introduction was well thought out, was awesomely, he was awesomely introduced. You find out about him first, and then you find out he's gay. This Maya thing, I do not like it. I think it's for ratings. I think it's for shock value, and I'm completely offended by it. 
Um, bitch Kyle, what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know I don't watch daytime drama anymore. Um, but because <laughs> you um, live it. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Best actress in the drama series for the past twenty years, bitch. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I never watched Bold and Beautiful, so I don't know. But I mean, I, I mean, honestly, David, it's like. I don't see anything wrong with it because it's like I just think about it. If this was the situation with me, if like my brother became transgendered or decided to change I gender, you know, I still mm-hmm. think of him as my brother, even though he would be a woman. But I think, I think if it was like I hadn't seen him in years, and all of a sudden, I can get why they would say that. It's kind of like to kind of introduce the fact, I mean, what are you going to say? Hi, you're my sister, formerly brother, because you had your PP cut off? I mean, what what would be the what would be your alternative? Or do bad. you just think that they should just not even have a transgender character in a soap opera? I, they've had one before um, on the city years and years ago, and they, they did it a little bit better. Um, but had she said something like, you know, I look at you and I still think you're Myron, you know, not, you're my brother. I don't know, something. And then people are like, who the hell is Myron? And then you see a picture of Maya in high school as a boy. Boom, there you mm-hmm. go. I just wrote the scene in two seconds. Off the cuff. Like, it's it's oh. soap dish all over again. <laughs> I know. I know. Milton Moorhead, a favorite Long Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I love it. I love that movie. I will always love that movie. Um, Michael, what are your thoughts? So I I don't watch Bold and Beautiful either. I've never I've never watched it. Um, so but I've been keeping up. You know, you can't help but see things. And so I didn't see the scene. I don't know the the context. But I feel I'm not as I'm not as offended by it. I would say because I think it speaks more to you know the sister character, like where she's at with her journey, rather than you know Maya. Um, and I do know oh, I that with so about yeah, one of the things they do is um, since they happen on a daily pace and they kind of hit middle America, is um, it's kind of how they try to evolve, how to evolve the thinking of the viewing public. And, like, mm-hmm. for instance, on, on All My Children, I can't remember the character, but it was in the 90s, and they yeah. had Opal. Yeah. Um, and oh, and Opal, and Opal was going to be very anti-gay, and then uh, but the actress who playing her was like, "But I don't think Opal would be that way." And they're like, "But you are who they relate to. If you are this way, and then you evolve, they will evolve with you." So I think that's one of the beauties of soap operas, where you can kind of do, uh, you know, socialist issues. You know, when done in the right way, um, that you can kind of like kind of change the thinking. Like it's because of General Hospital that I mean, it's not because of the news or medical journals. It's because of General Hospital that I know it's possible. Um, under the right circumstances for an HIV-positive woman to give birth to a child that is not HIV-positive. So, I mean, they they put things in there like that. And I know that in the past couple of years, um, ABC and NBC have both had prominent gay storylines, and CBS has been lacking. So uh, the fact mm-hmm. that when they took this up, they decided to hit transgender, which is never really done properly. Um, hopefully no, they do well never. with it. You know, I'm excited because it's been absent. Right. But um, it kind of makes me want to check it out, actually. So, I mean... It could yeah. be for ratings on the one hand because, ooh, it's new, but on the other hand, it's been missing. Right. Now, speaking of General Hospital, do you also believe that people can be frozen in M5? Just asking. Well, I mean, the, <laughs> the, the creator of Mama's Family kidding. certainly thinks that's true. So, I mean, <laughs> you have to suspend kidding. some belief in reality at times. <laughs> I'm just kidding, reality. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. I'll take it. TV, 
speaking of TV, two things occurred which are completely shocking. Um, one is the ending of Glee. God, that was such an awful ending. I'm kind of, it was almost like, I would compare it to waiting, having a, a, a fish for a pet. You feed the fish because now, God, I, I bought a fish as a pet. So you feed this fish and you're feeding it and you're just like, when is this fish going to die? I just need this fish to be flushed on the toilet because I'm sick of feeding it. I'm sick of cleaning the fucking bowl. I'm, I'm, why did I get a fish? And that's how I felt huh. about Glee. I looked huh, it at first good. and I'm thinking, why am I watching this show? And I've been asking you the same question was, for the past three years. Yeah, you uh, you have been asking me that. Shut up. And, um, yeah, so that ended. And, well, let's talk about that first because that's more... The other one is really a little shocking, but... Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts on the Glee finale? Did you see it? No, girl. That show jumped the shark three years ago. I mean, I have not watched it yet. Yeah, so, Michael, on to you. <laughs> well, um, I also have not watched it, um, but I want Yay! to. You know, it's this part. It's this part where, oh, it just I. It's just it's Ryan Murphy and it's how he does his work and I love the first two seasons and then and I stayed with it because I'm like I'm in I'm in for the ride for the long haul and then mm-hmm. it got to a point where I was like I'm okay if I miss this but yeah, now that it's exactly. ending there's this big part of me that's curious how they wrapped it up and I don't think even Girl, if I like the ending I don't think it. it'll mean anything to me but I kind of just need to mm-hmm. see it for the sake of seeing it because I invested yeah. years into this even though I went away yeah, yeah. So that's what and I, I me too. Now, it was kind of like how I talked about Desperate Housewives whenever I stopped watching it for the, oh, like, the last no. two years, but I definitely watched the series finale just to see how they wrapped it up. Okay, yeah, I yeah, know. I would agree. But Glee, I could give, a, I could give, I couldn't care less about it anymore, and it didn't even warrant the time to. I wasn't even intrigued to see how they were going to close it. I could, just could not care less. Mm. Unfortunately, um, for a show, for the now, show that I was so jazzed about for the first two seasons. I mean, I love that show. Yeah. And then after a while, mm-hmm. I was like, "Why am I? Why am I? Bo- <laughs> why?" Yeah. You want to yeah. hear something Agreed. funny? When it the two when words, it was William off Carol. air last summer, and it came back in September or October, whenever it came back, they would you know do their normal thing. They would start singing an episode, and I'm like, "God, this feels uncomfortable." Like they would just break mm. out in song, and I'm like, "God, this is so unrealistic." Whereas a couple of seasons before, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so great." It, it just yeah. spoke to the writing, and ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's sad. Another shocking thing that happened this week, um, and Kyle actually asked me about this. So there was he was a millionaire, not a billionaire. There's a self-made millionaire named Robert Durst, and he thought that he should do an HBO documentary. On the HBO documentary, he had said that he killed three people. Of course, when you say something like that, people are watching. So the authorities were watching and decided to arrest him. And now their dilemma is, can we technically use the HBO special? Because he he wasn't being interrogated. So can we use that to legally convict him? And that's the red tape they're going through right now. Um. Holy crap, I couldn't believe that happened this week. I was a little bit caught off guard by that. Um, Another thing that kind of caught me off guard 
was this whole Aaron Shock business. Now, do you both know who Aaron Shock is? Yes, do not. No. You do not. Michael, you do not? I don't know. Okay, so he is an Illinois senator. And don't you know when you you hear somebody say, oh, I think he might be either gay, European, or metro? <laughs> Well, is he the he's really young metro. one that resigned? Yes, he's not metro. Okay. And he's not European, so he's really hot. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. gorgeous. I've seen, I've seen he was on Men's Fitness or Men's Health or on the yes. cover, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've, exactly I've seen his him. pictures. I just yeah. don't know what he did. So, right. So here's his story. So <laughs> he's well, we been, don't know if he does men. That's the question. We don't know if he does men, but he dresses like he's gay, meaning, and, and I know that sounds really bad to say that because I'm stereotyping all day. It really does. But, <laughs> but I'm sorry. He When he dresses, it's the pink plaid shirt tucked into shorts. It's um, nice You're gay shaming. And sweaters and his hair's perfect. And, and then the kicker, Kyle, he had his office decorated to look like the living room in Downton Abbey. Okay, that's um, gay. <laughs> um, how he dresses should not be how that you're defining as gay. How, his office, yes. The fact that he had um, a male companion on trips that he would have the company pay for was a little suspect. So he got he resigned because they started looking into his, as Kyle said, his trips and his finances and the fact that he decorated his office, and we're like, wait a minute. So he's like, I quit. I quit. You're not going to look at anything. I quit. So I don't think that's the end of the story, because just because he quit doesn't mean that they can't keep investigating. Right. Oh, dear God. Bless his heart. I mean, honestly, Um, it's like I've been reading these articles, and they're saying, like, how, like, you know, gays are kind of, you know, treating him a little bit unfairly, like trying to urge him to come out. And dig. I think the bigger issue is this is a man who's a politician who was abusing funds. Let's, let's examine mm-hmm. that first. Granted, yes. good-looking guy, great body. Do I wish he was gay? Hell yeah, he's totally adorable. However, the bigger well, issue is the man is misappropriating funds. I mean, that should yes. be the issue. Whether he's you. gay means nothing. Please. I have to tell you, you probably don't want him to be gay because when he was a senator, he – would go against everything LGBT. Well, he's a Republican. Anti-LGBT. Yeah. Yeah. And it's internalized homophobia. He was awful. So he can stay in the closet if he wants to. I'm fine with that. He's too short for me anyway. Another thing about him, though, is he, this is what I don't understand about gay politicians, you know, who get upset when their secret is found out. You're a politician. Mm -hmm. I mean, people know who you are. Like, I mean, secrets don't last forever. I mean, everything is found out at some point. It's like a soap opera. If people watch soap operas growing up, they would know how not to live. I think that's And I'm sorry. Yes. Airport airport bathroom stalls are not the place to start toe tapping. No. No. That should be on stage. (laughs) If you want to be politics, here are some do's and don'ts. Exactly. And everybody wants to be famous. So first of all, a, kill all your friends because time. they have all your secrets and they're sellable. So right. do that first. <laughs> Everybody wants to be famous. So if you're having sexy time with someone, it's going to be, it's going to come out, period, end of yeah. story. They're not going to not say anything. Yeah. Just to let you know. Well, um, unless, you're, unless you're a Scientologist. Oh, dear God. You went there. <laughs> um, 
I'm not even going to touch that one. I really am not. Um, my final topic for the night is good old Eva Mendez. Um, you know, Eva, just because you bagged Ryan Gosling when he was between girlfriends and you happened to have his baby doesn't mean you can go around saying that, oh, if you wear sweatpants, you're going to get a divorce. Hook a sit your ass down. You ain't that cute? Anyways, um, so the topic is that Eva feels like sweatpants are the cause of divorce. Now, for real? I think what she was saying was she was making a for metaphor. For real, are we about to discuss this? Are you serious? This is about what we're about <laughs> to discuss. It's a metaphor. Freaking me. Eva Mendes. Oh, my God. Okay, continue. So I think she was trying to say, metaphorically speaking, when you let yourself go, your relationship suffers. I get it. But I wish she would have said that and said, you know, what I mean to say was, because now she looks like a crazy person. Sweatpants? I don't even own a pair of sweatpants. I don't own them. I'm a little embarrassed that I have something to add. This is why you you don't let actors talk without a script. (laughs) And drop the mic. (laughs) Seriously. You got to think before you speak. Sorry. Michael has something important to say. No, no, it's just, ahead, I don't know Michael. if it's important, but this is just, I mean, the timing, I mean, the timing is just awful. A month ago, there was a Republican senator or governor or somebody who wanted to just introduce a law that would make wearing sweatpants outside illegal. And, and, oh, God. I, and it, was actually, it was actually news. And uh, on The View, which I, I watch, uh, my, my favorite panelist is actually the Republican, Nicole Wallace. I, just, I think she's secretly Democrat, doesn't know it. But... Um, she uh, just she said that you know with the state of the Republican Party this is not how you want to get in the headlines you know outline sweatpants mm-hmm. is not the answer so she said party we have got to reform and this needs and of course the next day whoever whatever politician this was says oh I was just kidding I didn't mean it that way so I mean so you have that and then you just think okay we've all moved on and then she comes out of nowhere and kind of says <laughs> not not yeah. the same exact thing but. Leave the sweatpants alone. I mean, I, I, know. I don't know. And I will say, there are some. I, I there are some people who look hot in sweatpants. I'm just saying that. There's also a lot I of know people who that don't. Talking about okay. <laughs> We're talking about you, Ryan Philippe. Welcome. I'm talking about Zach Welcome. Yes, but Whew. yeah, it's just it's that's just silly. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, those are all the topics that I had today. Um, we're coming close on the hour, and I kind of want to keep it down to the hour. Um, just wanted to quickly recap Weinar. It's okay. Um, how? <laughs> I love that recap. Okay. If there were more recaps about Young and the Restless than two, were, I would, I would, I would call in thirty minutes early just for that. I mean, I felt like Merritt Weaver, you know, like, the show's okay. I mean, I still like it, but there's nothing new to report from last week other than they're thinking of pulling Sharon and Stitch into that I-know-what-you-did, comma, summer storyline, but it's okay. Whatever. Um, Anything happening on GH that's worthy of talking about? It's a, all I can say is uh, I'm a few episodes behind. I, I tend to watch it twice a week. I kind of do like two mini marathons. Um, the 50, yeah. I think it's the 52nd anniversary show will be April 
I can't remember if it's April 1st or April 2nd. I think it's April 1st. doesn't matter. It's coming. And um, so they're mm-hmm. doing this uh, kind of neat storyline where um, Patrick and uh, Liz and uh, uh, Lucas are going to be um, playing three original characters. So it's not going to be like a, a whole kind of like flashback episode, but one of the things they're going to do is they're going to pay homage to the beginning and to one of the first love triangles on the show. So I think that's kind of be something cool to see. And we're supposedly supposed to be hearing or finding out what happened in Luke's past that caused him to break. Um, and, of course, there's some fans who can't stand Luke, and they're like, why are you wasting an anniversary show on this? And then the other fans are saying, but he's a legacy character. That's who should be focused in on, on an anniversary show. So sure. I don't know. So there's things I'm looking forward to. Um, like I said, there's ups and downs. Do I like everything? Not always, but, um, but I'm always entertained. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that show. I'll say that. Cool, I guess. I mean, I I can't watch it. It's too cartoonish for me. But yeah. Um. Any final words, Kyle? What are you doing this weekend or this week? Sorry. Um, I'm going to see Gigi on Tuesday with Miss Vanessa Hudgens. That's my Tuesday plan. Cool. Tickets have been purchased, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I saw her on Good Morning America. They did a couple of numbers, so it should be a fun show. And it's literally around the corner from my apartment, so that's another good thing. Oh, nice. And you, Michael? Um, I don't. I can't really think of anything coming up this week. I mean, the one thing that I'm doing on Tuesday, which I mean, judge me if you will, but I'm a <laughs> I'm a working person, so I gotta find discounts when I can. We have a brand new Dunkin' Donuts opening up in Erie, Pennsylvania, on West 12th Street, and it <laughs> opens at 5 a.m. on Tuesday. And the first 50 people there get free coffee for a year. Um, I'm not very good with money, so that would be very nice for me. So I'm thinking of getting up early, standing in line to get three coffee for a year. So I'll let a man you know with happens. a plan. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it's two dollars and six cents for a large coffee. If I have one of those like weekly, I mean, that's, I'll get that's that's something. That's something for nothing, and I'll take it. Well, I well I'm judging it. you. I'm <laughs> judging you, girl. I hope he gets his. I hope he gets his donuts. And his coffee. No, not donuts, just coffee. coffee. I don't need the donuts. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so funny. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, so that's it for um, this show. I've had a great time. We talked about a lot, and I'm glad that we did because, I don't know, I just, I, I like when we have a ton to talk about, even if Kyle does or does not have something to say. Um, yeah, so, I will probably be talking to you guys on on social media, but um, any parting words before we go? Um, I just hope everybody has a great week. I'm hoping Michael gets his free cup of coffee. And um, (laughs) I don't know, for a year. Have a a wonderful week as well. You guys as well. And everybody listening, thank you for listening again. And I hope you guys have a great week too. Thank you. Thanks for joining me, guys. Bye. Good night. Good night. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.